If you're worried about your mental health or worried for somebody else, then please call the Samaritans number on 116 123 for free. Hey everybody and welcome back to the podcast with me, Venus Libido. And me, Natalie Byrne. We have decided to make a few changes to the podcast, one being the name. Yes, you may have noticed that, hopefully, that we've decided to shorten down the name. We were thinking, it was quite like... It's quite long. It's a tongue twister. It's a mouthful. And it's been like, I feel like the stars have aligned because we... Yeah. TLC just sounds just perfect. Yeah, so we're just going to shorten it down to TLC, which still means the loneliness collaboration. Yeah. Um, but TLC just sounds so cute. Yeah, and it's totally what we're about. We're about some tender loving care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the girl changed the world. Oh, man. Yeah. You probably can't. Do that. Can we can we put that in? Is that copyright? No. <laughs> it's probably Just over a, a It's over a certain amount of years now. I'm sure you can use it. Okay. Well, we're not making any money, so no one can take it. <laughs> <laughs> what I love changes? the name. No, yeah, I yeah, I really like it. When we thought of the name, we never thought of yeah. how we like that was just such an accident that we've yeah. realised that it's shortened to TLC. Yeah. What other changes have we made? We are also been thinking a lot about what we want to do moving forward. Yes. And the whole point of the learning is collaboration is for collaboration. Yeah. I feel like this is a really like extraordinary thing, but it's not. Basically, we want to do this podcast because we wanted to collaborate yeah. together. Um, but also we also want to collaborate with lots of other people and bring yeah. everyone together. And that's the whole point that we want to somehow find a way to tackle this huge issue mm. of loneliness. Yeah. Um, and we don't really know what the answers are, as you can kind of see from some of the episodes. We're kind of like, what do you think? I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. Like, I guess the reason we started this was because, like, the whole point of being lonely and bringing people together was the, the main aim but it's also like getting our following to be able to participate in it like whatever way we can get you guys to participate yeah we don't want it to be like hey look at this thing that we're doing we want it to be like this is a thing we're doing together yeah and with you guys there along along the way yeah so we're going to be thinking about we do want to do more kind of illustrations to do with our episodes and find ways to like integrate the audience Mm. with this whole project so yeah if there are any people that want to get involved send us messages like we're trying to figure it all out so basically for every new episode we want to find some artist to represent what we've spoken about in a piece of art um so if you would be interested in drawing or making a photograph or a graphic design piece anything that is to do with what we will be talking about in an episode then contact one of us on our instagrams yeah and we will be releasing um the plan that we have on the topics that we're going to be discussing moving forward once we know yeah so while we've, we've been away from the podcast for a little while we've both 
naturally, I guess, without really acknowledging it with each other, taking a little bit of a break. Mm. Um, which we both said that if that ever happens, just to like natu- naturally let that happen, because we didn't want this to feel in any way pressured on both of us. Yeah. Um, we didn't want to fall out of love with it. Um, and sometimes that means taking a step back from the project. So what have you been up to, Natalie? Well, <laughs> I feel like from the outside, we've said like, oh, we've been on a summer vacay, but we've had so much personal stuff Oh my gosh, on. yeah. Had, it's been like, we've had to prioritise like our health. Yeah. Both, mainly your health, my mm. mental health. <laughs> um, so um, my dad is getting Alzheimer's. Oh no. So we, he won't go to the doctors about it. I'm just going to be really open. He won't go to the doctors about it. We've noticed it for a while. I'd say that two years. He gets kind of lost looking at the television and getting really confused. And I've mentioned before on my Instagram that he is an alcoholic. And it's fine until he drinks. He's yeah. been getting, definitely showing more symptoms more. Yeah. More symptoms more. <laughs> <laughs> um and so my mum is from Chile and she I live at home this is why this is relevant um so my mum went back to Chile um to visit her family um in the month of August and um I was just going to be alone with my dad and I thought it was going to be fine because we've done it before and it just got um quite unbearable Mm. (laughs) um and I you know my dad wouldn't know how to fly but I've been reading a lot about the summer, and they say that like your behaviour is checked like out of the ordinary. Yeah. He doesn't like you, and he's never aggressive or anything. He didn't hit me or anything, but he's just getting confused and getting very frustrated in his confusion. And I just was I just didn't feel safe. Mm. So um, I've been sofa surfing, and then I found a place to stay, which was a friend of a friend that we stay at hers for the rest of the month and then my mum came back early September how did you find living by yourself without oh all God, of the it was the best yeah it was the best it was amazing I felt like myself for the first time in ages I think since I was my last alone yeah. um there's like freedom is such an important part to my happiness yeah and I'm noticing that like I've been living with my parents is something I've definitely contributed compromised because I've been in the countryside mm. um, but yeah my my dad didn't call me once like I left because we had this like he was just really frustrated and basically he was convinced there was every night there would be some something would happen mm. so one night he turned the washing machine on at like one in the morning when I was like asleep and I got up and I was like I'm sleeping and the washing machine off and that was a load that he'd been washing like he washed that load four times really and I had to keep telling him and he wouldn't like listen wouldn't listen yeah. yeah this is the problem isn't it with Alzheimer's people with the frustration they think that what is happening isn't happening do you know what I mean so like you say something to them saying you've done that four times and like don't be silly I would remember yeah. and they like don't realise that it, like they are going through this thing yeah, 
which makes it worse because then it causes arguments between the person who knows what's going on from an outsider point of view. He can't be told. Yeah. He's always been a little bit like that, but his his behaviour now, I really think, with reflecting on how he was before, like it wasn't. Yeah. He would never swear at me. He would never be rude. But he would. He is starting to be. He was being really rude. Yeah. And um, then one night he was convinced. My bedroom is next to the bathroom, and he was convinced that I had gone to the bathroom and locked the door inside. Oh, what, so he thought your bedroom was the bathroom? Yeah, so he was trying to go to the bathroom, trying to open my door, but we have a lock on my door because he's done this a few times, Mm. um, where he was just trying to open the door, screaming, just like, I need the toilet. I told my mum and she thought it was really... Like, telling the story afterwards makes me laugh because it's so ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but it's like two in the morning, three in the morning, because my dad stays up drinking all night, so the, all these things happen at the middle of the night. Um, and like when you, I just woke up with the door just like yeah. banging, trying to break the door down. And then the last night, he was watching television, all the lights were on, and had to come into my room at midnight, even though I was again sleeping, um, because he had to turn the fuse box on and off, because he said, none of the lights are on television isn't on and I could hear the television on in the background and I could see the light coming through my door because my light was off because I was yeah. and he was just barely like because he's been drinking barely I could barely understand what he was saying so aggressive like swearing saying like I'm going to bash the door down and I called my mum and as soon as he hears my mum's voice he like really I was going to say how does your mum manage it like he, he listens to my mum so with the washing machine I'll be like Dad, you've done that washing. That you've done that washing already, and he'll be like, "Natalie, come over here. You need to tell me how to use the washing machine." He, 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 like, we've mm. told him so many times. He's like, "What number do I need to put it on?" And I'll say, "You've done that washing already. Like it's wet. You just need to take it out." And he'll just say, "What number do I need to put it on?" Like he's not listening. He's not listening. Me. Yeah, because you're not giving him the answer he wants. She hears his voice, and immediately he was like. Down. That's nuts. I think it's because we've all our relationship has always been a source of tension. Yeah. So my other friend was like, when he sees you, he's not going to. He's only going to remember the feeling of tension that we've always had. Yeah. Because my brother, he's fine. So it's just around you. It's because we've never got. We've always had our like mm. very heated arguments. We're, we're like very stubborn, but. Um. That's been happening. But actually, it was really nice. Like, it ended up, it was awful, but it ended up being, like, I spent so many times with friends. Yeah, you, I remember you saying, like, you had a really nice time not being at home and seeing friends and being in London and enjoying and yourself and dates. And, and Every night, like, every evening, even if I wasn't seeing someone, I would make sure to, like, walk on the heath because I was, like, by yeah. the Yeah, yeah. So you actually had, like, a really nice... But that is how I bit of summer. Yeah, I mm. had like a summer holiday, basically. Yeah. Kind of thrust upon me. Yeah. And the money that I was saving to go to New York, I had to spend to do it. That's a shame. But I'm grateful. Everything happens for a reason. I really do believe me that. Too. I'm a big believer of it. Maybe you just weren't meant to go to New York yet. It's not your time. And I think if I hadn't had New York in mind, I wouldn't have probably not have even had that money. Yeah. So I wouldn't have even been able to have yeah. gone. I would have had to live there when I was sleeping. Yeah. So I, I'm really happy with it. Happy so how are things now you're back home and your mum's there? and? I mean, 
He refuses to admit to it, but he we've caught him out before. Mm. Um, we just don't talk. That's a shame, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, my mum's really concerned because she's like, I don't want you to die. This is the whole... Our whole life has always been me and my mum going for coffee and her being like, I don't want him to die and you will be yeah. regretful. Yeah. But I've... Um, I think I do. I think I, I'm, I'm a good daughter. Like, I think that I, I bought, took him out for Father's Day meal, even though he complained the whole time. And I still get him Christmas presents and birthday presents, even though he doesn't get me any. Really? For years. Um, I, for me, I've done a piece with it. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm still going to do what I want to do because I don't want to die and be like, yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's so horrible having to go through shit like that with your parents. And you depend on them so well. I can't be angry with him yeah. because he's letting me live live at his house. Mm. I feel like you know, but like he yeah, like it's shit, and we don't get on. But like, and he's a huge new kid, like supporter. Listen to Farage every day, and like that must be a source of our. That's obviously a source of our tension. Yeah. Um, but um, I think in the moment when I'm not sleeping and like when he was waking me up, I was obviously very upset and yeah. um, really like triggered because I don't like people banging on my door because yeah. like you knew that happened and it was awful. Um, but I feel like now I've had time and like when Mum's in the house, it's absolutely fine. Um, and like, like it's his house. Like, um, yeah, I think it's just frustrating. I know we've spoken this, about this recently when you just really want to move out but you don't have the funds and you know how much happier your life would be yeah. if you have your own space and not being able to reach that goal is so frustrating and like I that's the stage I'm at in my life where like I feel like I'm working 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 but I still can't move out and I still can't live in the place where I work because it's too expensive and it's, it's constant yeah. because me and you were only been free freelance full time for a very short yeah. time so far and for me it's this constant push and pull am I making this right decision yeah. should I just go and get some type of creative job like I had before Yeah. and at least my personal life could be yeah. more happy I would have more freedom but it is this con- but for me I think look, I, I came to the conclusion on Sunday after like I had a lot with you over the phone yeah. and I feel like I've gotten out this funk now where I've just come back to accepting that like I want to be an artist yeah. and I'm willing to like I come from this working class background and I'm willing to make the sacrifices yeah. and if it doesn't work out in a couple of years and I'm done I'm going to go get a job exactly how I feel while my parents still allow me to live under their roof I'm going to keep trying until that day comes and like sorry you can't be here anymore that's the day if I haven't made it yet then I'll be like right okay I'm going to put my hands up I need to go get another job yeah what positive stuff have you been doing over the last couple of weeks like any interesting work Emma from Galcal she had an, her first event mm. and that was actually so nice and I spoke on the panel of it yeah and it was such a lovely event and I met this amazing illustrator that you have to meet as well called Sophie Brampton Sophie Brampton. Brampton. Yeah, I've met her a couple she's of times. Lovely. Yeah, she's really nice. And yeah, the event looked great, and Emma's great. Yeah, it's all great. 
What about you, though? Because you have a lot to bring to talk about. Update us on. You will tell us all the things. Well, I made my own show called Private Parts. So, private, tell me about your private parts. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I I don't know if if you I'm hoping if you listen to our podcast you know about private parts, but if not, I did a show um, private parts and it's a sex chat show with amazing guests like Kenny Jones, Charlie Craggs, Emma Bresky, Kushkana, and Karen Hobbs. So such a good lineup. Um, where I talk to them about everything sexy, saucy, naughty. Um, it's a basically just a fun chat show about dating, sex, relationships, but it's also educational. Um, have a masturbation expert who advises people on questions that I'd ask in her DMs, like how do I have an orgasm? I haven't had one. What's the best sex toys for this? And just lots of like really informative stuff that you might not know about. Um, but yeah, I just really want it to be like super inclusive. Um, I definitely learned a lot, especially about trans dating that I didn't know. Um, just things like, you know, Kenny was telling me that when you're transitioning, you know, you don't want to be touched. Um, and you should always ask someone who's trans if they want to be touched. I didn't know that. Um, and just do's and don'ts, basically. And um, Emma talked about period sex, which was really funny. Um, and she told some amazing stories, which just literally had me increases. But because obviously I edited it and it still makes me laugh. Like all of them, even though I spent like weeks and hours editing... I can still watch it and not hate it, which is a good sign, I think, of something that you you can say you're actually really proud of. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so that was a really that was really great. But Instagram kind of fucked me over um, and wouldn't let me put any paid advertisement behind it because it was sexy content, um, which I didn't really think about to be honest. But I'm just pissed because. It is a show that is supposed to educate people on different experiences. Um, and it's in no way, like, vulgar or crude. It is, gen- like, genuine stories, genuine people. And, yeah, it just really pissed me off. And the first, like, two episodes did really well. Like, the viewing, like, the viewing numbers were amazing. And it just started going down and down and down. And because, obviously, the whole algorithm stuff and I'm pretty sure I'm shadow banned, um, people weren't seeing it. And it really affected it. But, I don't know. There was still, like, there's still, like, thousands of views on each video. I just... And I had lots of good response. I had lots of amazing people, like, commenting amazing things saying they enjoyed it and made them laugh and that's like all I wanted out of it as I wanted people to watch it and be like I didn't know that I've learned that and oh my god this made me laugh so much made me feel not alone like that's all I wanted so you know as long as it's done that for at least yeah and me and Kenny were talking about it on the night and we were like saying how good it was and we were just like this is so needed yeah because these are the kinds of conversations people Mm. really have like this Mm -hmm. is but yeah, I think it's wonderful. And I yeah. think you, you, it's just the start of something really exciting. Yeah. So I'm working on season two, working on getting that sponsored. But this time I want 
more money so I can make it bigger and better and I want to tour because yeah. um, I also in the time that we've been away I did a live recording of it at a festival yeah. with my friend Ash Nico and the tent packed out in seconds like my partner was trying to film it and he said he really struggled because there was too many people in the tent wow. and I loved it like honestly I felt so alive like, I felt like that was where I was meant to be, like, on that stage doing that, talking about that subject. And, like, I got the audience involved in game, like, playing Sex Position Generator game, and it was hilarious. It was honestly amazing, and I had so many people come up to me at the end saying, like, that was really fun. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So proud of you. Thank that was you. your dream, was it? It was my dream. It, that was... That was my dream. I've achieved my dream was to make a fun sex chat show and I've done it. Yeah. And I want to do more. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. It's so cool to see like as you yeah. spearheaded that whole thing and to see yeah. you be in charge of so many moving parts. Yeah. And I know not everything went this movie as you no. wanted to go, but you still did it. Yeah. And the fact that you edited it. I was not gonna let anyone ruin that for me. Yeah. So basically like we filmed it, we did everything, and then my, like, the person who was helping me edit just basically was like, I want more money, I don't have more money to give you, this is what we agreed, and then just bug it off. So I was left to edit it with myself, um, by myself, sorry. Um, and then I found another guy who helped me for a really low price. But I was just under so much pressure to get it out because obviously I had sponsorship and they had deadlines of when they knew it was coming out. So I was like, it has to come out at these times. And I was like up till God knows when, like working on it and editing it and perfecting it. Because it was, the thing with this, the whole project was I had a vision and I wasn't going to let anyone ruin that vision or take away from what I wanted the end result to look like. And I had to sacrifice a lot to get to that point. I had to sacrifice my mental health, um, sleep, money, my my relationship with my partner was like like you know we were fighting because I was so stressed because I was I was crying all the time like you know it wasn't it wasn't easy and to then have Instagram restrict all the hard work that I'd put in out into the world really upset me and it really played with my mental health like when it all finished and the last episode was out I was like now what <laughs> Like I've done this thing, and I don't feel I don't feel anything. It's so anticlimactic. Yeah. When you do a huge project, you're like yeah, because it's it? yeah, because it's not like it's backed by MTV or but like Vice or something like that. Do you know what I mean? It was all me. It was just me and my little bubble, like doing this all by myself. I think that's, that that showed, and that's why it was so you. Yeah. So when people, I don't know. I think it was just so. I know it wasn't easy, but. Yeah. You really should take time to appreciate like yourself. Yeah. Because you did that. You did yeah. that on your own. I don't. I'm really harsh on myself. Like I don't ever pat myself on the back, and I don't ever say, "Well done, that was fucking awesome." Even though everyone around me is like, "That was fucking awesome what yeah. you've created." Well, we had a big night out to celebrate. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we we did. A fucking big night out. <laughs> <laughs> and we never go out. Thanks to Kenny and his friend Louis. Oh my god, it was such. Good I'm not even I'm not even gonna get into all the drunkness that we got into we need to do more of that like everyone who's listening as well like 
no matter how small your achievement is, we all are so hard on ourselves. Yeah. yeah. We all need to go out and celebrate yeah. even if it's just like something small like Yeah, even if it's like a good review at work or yeah. you know, you've done something you've always wanted to do, whether it's like I don't know. I don't know. Got your to do list done or yeah. sleep that night. Yeah. Or... But um Yeah, it's funny. It's funny. I'm I like now I'm like I'm just ready to do another one. Like I'm like, yes, okay, I wanna do that again. And you've learned so much from doing it, because that's yeah. the thing is you were saying in the moment you were like, you know, going through some challenges with it or yeah. having people let you down, but more business now savvy know. now. Yeah. Yeah, now definitely. And you wouldn't have known, now you know. Yeah, I I, I really know, like, the ins and outs of, like... It's not all just, like, fun and games, which is what I was, like, looking like. I just thought it was going to be all fun and games and it would all go swimmingly. But then there's, like, lots of technical business money issues that come up between people when you do these things. And it's just, like, money is such a bitch when it comes to working with people. It really destroys relationships and people get greedy and, um, yeah. Is it, I, I don't know. My, you I, just yeah. need to work with the right people. Because honestly, yeah. we've both had some terrible collaborative experiences and I've noticed that once you surround yourself with the right people... I thought I had. That's the scary thing. I really thought I'd surrounded myself with people who who were telling me they believed in the project and wanted to see it through to the end no matter what happened to then... Just leave me in the lurk. It's just like I thought, you know. Leave I leave me in the lurk. In the lurk. What's that? Is that? I have, is that? Oh my god! I'm, I haven't just made up a word. Producer, in the lurk. Me. Leave me in the lurk. It probably oh is. There are so many phrases that I've missed from having. Leave me in grown the lurk. Up. I've probably just made it up. I make I make words up all the time. My partner's no, like, you. L U R C H. Yeah. There you go. Now it's spelled, but yeah, <laughs> let's just go with it. Abandoned. Yeah. Deserted. Okay, I'm not stupid. <laughs> so there are phrases that have just gone over my head. Um, knowing this yeah. So that's that's been the good part of my life since we've been away. Yeah. And then the shitty bit is I found out I have endometriosis. Mm. Severe, apparently. But the story is not funny but then there have been like really funny aspects to it that have like kept me going but um yeah so I went to A&E quite a lot at the start of this year with like pelvic pain like really severe pain when I was going to toilet um and I was going to A&E and they like basically just didn't do anything they were like here's some painkillers go home it's probably just an infection um and I was like no it's not an infection doesn't feel like an infection and then months after that leading up to like maybe like June the pelvic pain was just like there constantly um and then I went to the, an Eva Peel event in View do you remember yeah and I remember lots of women on the panel talking about having endometriosis and saying I left it too long now I'm infertile and I just thought to myself fuck I really need to demand... To see, and the, all the women saying, when you go to the, see a doctor, demand to see a gynaecologist. Don't leave that room until they give you that appointment. And I'd gone to the doctors and walked out because they wouldn't do anything for me, and I didn't sit there and demand it. 
So the next week after we went to that Eva Pill event, I went to the doctors and I sat down with a lady doctor and I told her everything that was wrong. She's like, I think it might just be an infection. I said, no, I'm not walking out of this room until you give me a gynecologist appointment. And she was like, okay. I was like, really? It's that simple. I've been asking for months. And she's like, well, if you're that bad, then yeah, I'll give you one. I was like, I just cried. I sat there and cried. I was like, I'm so frustrated I was so frustrated that I've not been taken seriously. So then um, I went to see a gynaecologist and he felt up in there and was like, oh, you've got a tilted womb, which I now know I have a tilted womb as well. And he's like, I can't feel anything. The only way you can find out if you have endometriosis is to do keyhole surgery. Because I had scans, I had the like internal scan of my uterus, everything, couldn't see it. So, yeah, the only way to find out if you have endometriosis is to do keyhole surgery because they can't see it otherwise. Um, So I went for the surgery and, yeah, I came through and they said, you've got severe endometriosis, um, but we've not removed any of it today. Um, Prior to the operation, they said if they find it, they'll burn it off then and they're done and dusted. Right. Came, up, came out and he's like, you've got severe endometriosis and we haven't removed any of it today because you're really swollen and the tissue's really inflamed and bloody and I don't want to cut the wrong thing. So now I'm having to put my body... Basically, this is another thing that really annoyed me. I came round after the op and like 15 minutes after like being taken back to see my partner obviously I'm still out of it I just had lots of morphine Mm. I'm half asleep he then decides to the doctor comes and explains everything to me then Mm, so I don't remember a thing he said the only reason I remember everything is because my partner was sat there listening but if I didn't have someone sat there I would have no idea what he would have told me so I have to put my body through menopause for three months to shrink everything basically and reduce the um inflamed area and then I have to go back in December to have it all like do the whole surgery again honestly the recovery of this I was not expecting it to be that bad I was I was in agony for debt like the whole operation the like coming through is fine like you know that's just you have to go through that stuff but they fill your stomach and your uterus with gas so they can see everything. That gas stays in you for days, week, can take up to six weeks to go from your body. And the gas basically, whenever you stand up, rises to your shoulder and you have horrendous shoulder pain. It's like you've been hit by a car, basically. And then your stomach is like, you look like you're pregnant. Um, it's just the most, and I didn't, I couldn't poo for like four days. I was in, I, I was in a, absolute agony, the worst pain I've been in for a really long time. And I was just like, I can't believe I have to go through all of this again in a couple of weeks. And I never thought I'd have something that severe. And the thing with endometriosis is it comes back. You know, this isn't like a curable thing. I mean, some people doesn't come back, but majority of the time, you still have to be aware. You that. you have to completely change your life. Like you have to stop your periods completely, which I've never done. Like my whole, I'm 28 this year, and I've always had periods. So I'm not. I don't know what that experience is going to be like for me. Um, I have to remove certain foods from my diet. I have to exercise more. 
just like obvious things but things that I, I I already do those things but maybe now I need to do them to a little bit more of an extreme but you said you have to cut out carbs now. I have to cut out carbs like I've been doing my own research and like loads of women have said to cut out carbs but yeah it's just like I feel really like my body's just let me down because I've got back issues and mental health issues and yeah it's just shit <laughs> i just been feeling like absolute shit but that's what I've been going through <laughs> I think the biggest issue is um, what I found because I did a post about what's been going on with me and my body and so many women like saying that they've just been ignored um, you know women's health isn't taken seriously and I'm, I'm an example of that you know this is something if I'd left it for a couple more years I wouldn't be able to have children if I'd, if I'd left it and not done and demanded help, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, I'd find out later in life I wouldn't be able to have children. And do you know what's really weird is I was watching a girl, I think it's the girl you sent me, who'd gone through... The YouTube video. Yeah, the YouTube video of this girl. After her up, she's like, I've always had this inkling that I'm not supposed to have children. Like, I'm not... It's not about not being maternal, it's about... She said, it's about, I feel like my body is never going to allow me to have that option in my life. There's something I can see in my future. I can feel it in my body. And I've always felt like that. Like, I've always said I want to adopt. I've always said I'm not interested in giving birth. I always, I've always in my head said I, that's not going to be an option for me for some reason in the future. I've sensed it in yeah. my head and in my body and it, my, my whole being. I've always sensed that. So maybe when I do eventually, if I want to try to have children, maybe it won't happen for me. Hmm. Well, I'm so glad to see you up and about. Yeah. <laughs> you sent me so many selfies of you looking like you're pregnant. <laughs> At least you've got those, you can keep them. Yeah. For when you do adopt them, you're like, look, <laughs> see? <laughs> you really are. <laughs> it's so good to talk about these things. Yeah. And then maybe we can put in the links... Um, some things that you've been sent about how to oh, yeah. help about Ender and yeah definitely and yeah I um, will do that but yeah but look out for new episodes mm. new guests um, so I'll be signing off now I'll be yeah <laughs> we hope to see you all soon bye for us bye, bye. If you're worried about your mental health or worried for somebody else, then please call the Samaritans number on 116-123 for free. Thank you to Weird Ears for the beautiful music for our podcast. This podcast was produced, written and edited by Venus Libido and Natalie Byrne. I'm without a motive Lost without a purpose